0: Welcome to RaMA for Today Radio.
1: Now friends, the thing that makes a believer a success is right thinking, right believing, and right confession. It's easy to say, I believe this. Yes, that is in my heart. However, the first thing we know, we are saying something else with our mouths. The word of faith must be in our mouths.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today, Kenneth E. Hagin continues his teaching on right and wrong thinking. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagin for today's
1: message. I would like to direct your attention to our text for this series of Bible Lessons. This text is found in Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10. But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved." For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then also I'd like to read uh, from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, or as the margin says, our confession. Now, we are talking about right and wrong thinking, right and wrong believing, right and wrong confession. Now, friends, the thing that makes a believer a success is right thinking, right believing, and right confession. It's easy to say, I believe this. Yes, that is in my heart. However, the first thing we know, we are saying something else with our mouths. The word of faith must be in our mouths. Now, now you'll notice that Paul said here in Romans, the 10th chapter, and the 8th verse that we read a moment ago, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, see, Paul said three things. First, he said, what we preach is the word of faith. God's word, God's Bible, the New Testament is the word of faith. Second, he said, that word of faith must be in your heart. And third, in your mouth to work for you. Now, a lot of times people believe God's word in their hearts, but that word is not in their mouth. They're talking something else. You know, it's amazing the faith very often that Christians have in the wrong things. Now, if they would take the same faith... Uh, that they have uh, in believing in wrong things and believe the right thing, they would go over the top. They would not need any more faith than they have already. People confess their lack and they build up a sense of lack in themselves. As they confess these things, these lacks gain ascendancy in their lives. But you see, friends, Jesus is our Lord. And if we will hold fast to the confession that he is our Lord, then he will gain ascendancy in our lives and put us on top of the success ladder. We shall never rise above our confessions. Now if an individual does not believe in his heart, the confession of his lips will not work for him. The confession of Satan's ability to hinder us and to keep us from success gives Satan dominion over us. You remember Colossians 2.15 says, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he, that's Jesus, made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, if Christ defeated the devil for us, and this text, Colossians 2.15, tells us he did, then why does the devil do so many things against us? Why does he dominate people? It's because the people let him. Many individuals think that God is responsible for all things that happen to them. And God is not responsible for any of them. They think it's up to God to do something about their troubles. But friends, it's up to the individual to do something. The work that Jesus did in carrying out the great plan of redemption in dying and being raised from the dead, defeating the adversary for us, that work was turned over to us, and it's up to us to possess the land, so to speak. Now, the Bible said in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, Uh, and after he had made everything, he turned it over to Adam, his man. He told Adam, I give you dominion over all the work of my hands. Adam could do whatever he wanted to do with it. If he wanted to sell out to the devil, he could, and that's what he did. Humanity has been mystified by this act through the ages. They have said God knew what was going to happen. Or why did God let the devil do that? People say these things because they do not know the Bible. The Bible plainly states God created the heaven and the earth, and he gave the dominion of all the work of his hands to man. He gave uh, us dominion over all things. Now, God was not responsible anymore. Man was responsible since God had given him that responsibility. You know, if I gave someone an automobile... I would not be able to help it if he bootlegged in it, would I? It would be up to the individual as to what he did with it, because I'd given it to him. Therefore, the car is not my responsibility, and the person could do as he chose with it. Now, have you ever noticed how different New Testament authors wrote to the churches, and how every single one of them told us to do something about the devil? Not, Not to pray that God would do anything about the devil, but told us to do something about the devil? As we've said to you before, believers, Christians, should live in the epistles. The letters, those are the letters written to the churches. Now, Peter said, Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, you know, Peter said that in 1 Peter 5, 8. Now, I've heard statements such as, The devil is after me. Pray for me that he'll not get me. Uh, Pray that God will do something about the devil. Father, don't let uh, him get me. Jesus rebuked the devil. Such praying as this does no good. One might as well uh, say, Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Peter said here in 1 Peter 5, 8, Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But Peter did not stop there. He went on to say, for us to do something about it. He said, Whom resist Steadfast in the faith. Now you are the one that must do something about the devil. You have to resist him steadfast in the faith. Tell the devil, the word says, that Jesus defeated you. You are a defeated foe devil. The New Testament says that you do not have any authority over me. This new covenant that God has established with man through the blood of Jesus Christ, for Christ, the Bible said, has become the surety of a better covenant, This new covenant says that you have no authority over me, but rather I have authority over you. Satan, leave me alone because you are defeated. Now, friends, that is making the right confession and it will put you over. Now, when a wrong confession is made, we give Satan dominion over us. Then James, you remember, in James 4-7 said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, James is writing to believers. He didn't say pray to God that God would resist the devil and cause him to flee from you or from us. He did not say to phone the pastor and have him pray that the devil will go away. Unless you resist the devil, he will not flee from you. I can resist him and he will flee from me, but I cannot resist him for you. I can pray for people in faith, but if they maintain the wrong confession, it will do no good. It will nullify the effect of my prayer. Now some are ignorant enough to believe that I can just pray a prayer of for them whether they believe anything or not and they will still get an answer no matter what they believe and they think somebody else can do it. Now this is foolish on their part and it's contrary to the word of God. Many claim to believe the New Testament but actually do not. They are ignorant concerning the word of God. They say if you heal the sick as Jesus did then why don't you heal everybody? Now, a man that says that Jesus healed all the sick is a liar because the word of God plainly shows that Jesus did not heal all the sick. Unbelief kept Christ when he was on the earth from doing many things. Look in Mark, the sixth chapter, the fifth and sixth verses, if you doubt my word, and notice here what it said. Mark, chapter six, verse five and six. And he, Jesus, could do there in Nazareth no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. It went on to say, And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went about the villages teaching. Jesus could do no mighty work there. He could not. Now, why couldn't he? The Bible said it was because of unbelief. Sometimes we read in the Bible that all were healed. I mean, you know, in certain services. And sometimes I've had uh, everyone healed in my services. At other times, only a few healed. Now, the difference is in the faith or the unbelief of the individual. You can see this throughout Jesus' ministry. You know, Matthew thirteen fifty-eight said, He did not many mighty works there in Nazareth because of their unbelief. Therefore, if unbelief hindered Christ from working while he was here on the earth, and if he is by the power of the Holy Spirit working through us, then unbelief will hinder him from working through us or working through the church. You see, it's our responsibility to act. Now, Paul said in writing to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians four twenty-seven. Neither give place to the devil. Now what does it mean? It means that we should not give the devil any place in us. It means the devil cannot take a place in us unless we let him do it. When Christ arose from the dead with all authority in heaven and on earth, he delegated the authority of earth to the church, the believer. And it's up to the believer to do something about what God has given us. It's not up to God. It's up to you and to me as believers to believe and act upon what we believe. Resist the devil and have the right confession so that you can maintain dominion over the devil. Now, if one's confession is not in line with the word, then he glorifies the devil and he fills his own heart with a spirit of fear and weakness. But if he boldly confesses God's word, God's care, the heavenly Father's protection, and declares that what he says in his word is absolutely true, and that the new covenant is in force today, and that we have a high priest that is passed into the heavens and is in action today, then the believer can maintain a constant victory and keep the devil under our dominion, just as Christ ordained it. You're
0: listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer. When you call or go online, you'll be able to purchase the Heart of God package, the book from Ken Hagan, Listen to Your Heart, Kenneth Hagan's DVD Just Know God and his slimline books The Present Day Ministry of Jesus Christ and Right and Wrong Thinking All these resources are twenty four ninety five. dollars Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 Again, toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 You can also order online at rhema.org That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G rhema.org Dot org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagan Ministries, our address is po box50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of RaMA for today. Now let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan.
1: It's not too early. To, to start, start planning, start thinking yes. and planning about Winter Bible Seminar 2015. That's right. February the 15th. One of my
0: favorite times. Yeah,
1: February the 15th through the 20th right here on okay. the Rhema campus. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, start planning right now. Make your plans. You can go on uh, online to Rayma.org and yes. get all the information about mm-hmm. hotels and all sorts of stuff is there. Go and find out about it.
0: When you call, ask the operator how you can get this month's radio offer that includes a book on this week's subject, Right and Wrong Thinking. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also connect online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema Join us next week here on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen for more life-changing biblical truths.